facts and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Here's Marilyn for Mike Broomhead to KTAR. You've heard of the fight-or-flight response, right? Now it seems to be a fight-for-flight. You've got thousands of travelers that are stuck, in large part because of Southwest antiquated scheduling system. And hopefully you don't experience this with with your company. I've worked for a number of different radio stations. Some of them are more technologically advanced than others. I worked for one station a few years back. In fact, I left there in 2011, I believe. And they were still running Windows 95 for all of their computer systems. Um, They didn't have any updated software, and they didn't dare uh, touch the machine. They said that machine is, is... it's running, and as long as it's running, we're going to leave it running, and uh, when it dies, then we'll deal with it. And I said, this is not the way to operate. They said, we don't have the money to fix it. <laughs> we don't have the money to fix it right now. I said, well, you're not going to have the money to fix it when it breaks either, but you're going to have to fix it. If you've ever worked at a company that uses antiquated software or computer systems, it is so frustrating. And it sounds like that may be the case with Southwest. Now, if you're flying Southwest, and even if you made it back to the valley, there's a chance you may never see your bags again. If you were one of the the, uh, the lucky ones whose flight actually completed their journey, you're very fortunate. I just saw FlightAware has got a new map out that's showing the uh, the worst uh, airports to fly out of right now. Atlanta is uh, the worst. Uh, Phoenix comes in seventh worst in the country. So um, we're slightly worse than the New York airports, LaGuardia and JFK, but we're 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 better than Denver and Fort Wayne, so uh, D- Dallas, Fort Wayne. So we got that going for us. Ta-da. Uh, still frustrating for anybody that is that is stuck, especially if you don't have family here. If you've got family, it's a little easier to call your family and say, oh, man, you know, I'm part of this mess. You know, can I stay at your place a little bit longer? Uh, for people that don't have any family in the area, they're going, and now what do we do? Where do we stay? Are the airports full? Can we get a rental car? Are we sleeping at the airport, which is what we've seen thousands of people nationwide doing, sleeping at the airport? I was reading a, a story earlier uh, this week, or maybe it was over the weekend, that was talking about people being stuck uh, in Los Angeles. They were stuck at LAX, and they were sleeping on the floor at LAX. And I thought, my God, who wants to be on the floor at LAX? I believe that that is... That is the worst place to have to sleep on the ground, second only to Skid Row in Los Angeles, is sleeping on the floor at LAX. You don't know where that floor has been. Still, people didn't have much of a choice, and so they were sleeping on the floor. What happens to your bags? To me, this is this is some of the frustrating part, too. You're traveling. You're always depending on your bags being where you need them or that your bags are going to go with you. And if your flight is delayed, then your bags are delayed. And wherever you are, this is what I always have in my mind, but I don't think that's how it works because then my paranoia sets in. So if I'm flying from here to Cleveland, I'm assuming that my bag is at the airport, and when I board the plane, they're loading my bag onto that plane, and then my bag goes with me to Cleveland. I'm always in some proximity to my bag. But that's not always the case, especially when you've got these sorts of messes. It it could be that your bag is flying out elsewhere. 
total mess. Uh, Channel 15, I think, had uh, an update on the baggage issue. They do, and we're still seeing people line up at this late hour outside of the Southwest Baggage Service. And honestly, this line has dwindled down a lot over. That was uh, last night, I believe. For the course of the past few hours, it was going all the way down the baggage claim area here earlier in the night. And you can see there are still some bags just left stranded here next to some of these carousels. So we caught up with one woman and followed her journey to try and track down her bag. And another woman who's been trying to get to the valley for days to see the Fiesta Bowl game this weekend. Since the 22nd, I haven't been able to find my bags. Since the 22nd? She hasn't been able to find her bags in a week? Holy cow. And body had been standing in line for four and a half hours when we oh, met her. Tired. My feet hurt just hearing that. <laughs> Very tired. She just got back today from a Christmas trip to Oregon. Her bags never made it there in the first place. Uh-oh. What have you been told as far as like anything regarding how to handle Nothing. I've just been standing in line for four hours watching Netflix. Her <laughs> story similar to so many. Some people in other parts of the country even taking matters into their own hands, like in this tweet, texting random people where their bags were last seen. They're in Eugene. Katie hadn't gotten that lucky. <laughs> Her bags were still in Oregon. Oh, no. <laughs> So not only is she standing in line for four hours, she's standing there for four hours only to find out that her underwear is in Oregon. Oh, somebody's going to be ripe. Okay. Do you want them or need them? No, I need them here. <laughs> Hold on. Time out. The customer service rep says, do you want them or need them? Okay. Do you want them or need them? Do you want them or need them? She's like, no, I'm going to need those. No, I need them here. Yeah, I need those here. Yeah. Again, ripe. I feel so sorry for all those people at the airport. They can't even get their bags back. It's a situation Gail Rosewater does not want to be in. She's- all right, none of us want to be in that situation at all, where your bags are a thousand miles away. <laughs> There was a time that Southwest was less expensive than the other carriers, and uh, their customer satisfaction rating was higher than the other carriers. That time has passed. No longer the case. I was reading the story that uh, the Republic had. I was talking about how this latest uh, set of disruptions uh, is uh, only the latest embarrassment for Southwest Airlines. Uh, indeed, that is the case. In January of last year, Southwest canceled more than 5,600 flights. Most of those cancellations were attributed to staffing challenges stemming from uh, COVID w- and weather. Those cancellations drove an estimated $50 million negative impact to the January 2022 operating revenues. Southwest ranked third worst in promptness in 2021. Uh, let me see. And the third highest rate of flight cancellations that year as well. Southwest was also third worst for on-time travels in the latest month tracked by the department, which was August of this year. In addition, uh, of the 10 airlines, it had the third highest flight cancellation in that month. It is so frustrating. And what's the problem? We knew about the, the cancellations last year. I've done this story before. And we could have we could have pulled tape from January of last year and played it now, and it would be so similar. The president of the Southwest Pilots Union telling CNN, it's the phones, it's the computers, it's processing power, it's the programs used to connect us to airplanes. The airline cannot connect crews to airplanes. And it seems that 
part of Southwest's issue is that they, they don't have that that centralized hub, right? That they used to. They've got you know Sky Harbor is kind of a Dallas is kind of a hub, uh, but they have more of a a neural network, uh, so to speak, and their software can't really keep up with changing schedules. So when they've got a pilot in the wrong place, they're not really able to reassign that pilot to a different plane to get another plane up into the air. So there may be enough pilots in Phoenix to take off, except those pilots are scheduled to be in Orlando. Well, they're not in Orlando. So the flights in Orlando can't take off because their pilot is in Phoenix, and Phoenix doesn't have the pilots that were supposed to come in from Chicago, but their software doesn't let them reassign the pilots that are here to just take off and go to Orlando, for instance. So they're trying to get everybody back to where they need to go, and they can't seem to do it. And it's become a nightmare. And when people have tried to get help, uh, they're sort of running into, uh, sorry, can't help you. Line's busy. Sorry, sorry, the line's busy. You can't get through. Or I was on their website earlier just to check it, and it said, uh, uh, things are really bad. Well, thanks, Southwest. That's not very helpful. In fact, let me pull this up right now. I'll read you, the, uh, I'll read you exactly what they said. Our phone system is very busy due to high demand. Yeah, well, we know why you have high demand. Customers booked during this time may be eligible to rebook or fly standby without any charges. Well, if you have 500 people on standby for two seats that might open, that's not really fixing the problem. And you darn well better let me change my schedule without charges. They say, go ahead and use our self-service tools to change or cancel your flight. So what is what does Southwest have to say about this? Here's their CEO. I want everyone who is dealing with the problems we've been facing, whether you haven't been able to get to where you need to go or you're one of our heroic employees caught up in a massive effort to stabilize the airline, uh, to know is that we're doing everything we can to return to a normal operation. Except and please also hear that I'm truly sorry. Uh, I'm really sorry. Sorry. Sorry, everybody. We're doing everything we can. We're doing everything we can. It's falling on deaf ears. And the reason it falls on deaf ears, first of all, when you're traveling, it's, it's a stressful time anyway, and you feel like you're not getting any satisfaction, you're not being listened to, and it's frustrating, right? I get that. Please don't take it out on the people who are working there. There isn't, there isn't a stock of, of extra airplanes and pilots hiding somewhere that they only let you on if you throw a really big fit at the counter. It, it, that, doesn't, that doesn't do any good. So there's no, there's no reason that patience is going to be a virtue in this case. But it's falling on deaf ears because when he says we're doing everything we can, that's what you said last January. But the one thing you should be doing is upgrading your system so that this doesn't happen in the future. You know there's going to be bad weather. That's There's bad weather every year. Winter happens every year. Why are you still using an antiquated system with old computers? Why are you not looking for a better model? So when you say you're doing everything you can... Nobody believes you. That frustration is leading some people to go full Karen. First of all, don't. Second, if you have the ability to go full Karen, there may be a job for you. I'll tell you what that job is here in just a moment. It's Chris Marilyn from Mike Broomhead on KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM, and the KTAR News app. Chris Merrill in for Mike Broomhead on KTAR this morning. Uh, pleasure to be with you. And what I always think of is the week of purgatory. This is sort of the, the week between Christmas and New Year's. Is, 
So many people are on vacation and don't have any school. When you go to work, are you trying to be all that productive? Or are you just trying to trying to be productive enough that the boss doesn't really get on you? You probably don't have to worry a whole lot about that because the, the boss is probably doing the same thing as well. So not a whole lot gets done. You know, we got a little hangover from Christmas. Monday, I think. Monday was a federal holiday, wasn't it? I think it was. Uh, I don't know for sure. I didn't get any mail, but that's because nobody likes me. Uh, so you got a holiday, and then you've got another holiday coming up. And I think people are just going to, let's just get through. Let's get through the end of the year. So good on you for doing it. Uh, was thinking about the, the people who are getting frustrated with the airlines. And as that frustration grows, the tempers get shorter and shorter, right? Uh, there is a company out there that is prepared to take the mantle of your fight for you. Not necessarily for the airlines right now, although it could be for the airlines in the future. I was reading this article that the Washington Post put out that highlighted um, Karen's for Hire. It's a company that <clears throat> allows you to go full Karen. You know, let me speak to your manager. So this couple uh, has put together a company called Karen's for Hire. <laughs> they did a video at one point. Where they were they were saying, hey, we'll be your Karens for hire. And people thought it was funny until all of a sudden uh, they're telling their friends about it. And they go, I could use that. For those of you that can grab the phone and be on hold and and be, let's say, assertive. Not necessarily aggressive, because sometimes people go a little too far, right? Maybe you don't need to be aggressive, but assertive. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, I envy you. I do. My wife is one of these people. She doesn't understand why I won't do it. It's just not, my personality is passive. I'd rather take the L and avoid the argument. But my wife is, she's there for it. She says, oh, I'll get on that phone. I've seen my wife sit on hold. Now, granted, my wife argues with insurance companies. As that's part of her job, arguing with insurance companies to try to get uh, doctors and emergency rooms and laboratories and things like that paid. That's her, that's her gig. I've seen her sit on the phone. She goes, oh, they put me on hold. And they think they, think they can just forget about me. But I've been on hold for six hours. I'm not going anywhere. And I thought, six hours? No, granted, she just puts them on hold and she goes about her business. But uh, I thought, I, 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 I don't know that you're winning if you're sitting on hold for six hours. I don't think you've really shown them anything other than being able to call them back and say, I was on hold for six hours. The company's website, which is the KarensForHire.com, they say the average fee is about $65. So if you're having issues with, say, getting your insurance uh, to cover your medical charges or uh, Medicaid is not taking care of what they should be doing, whatever it is, if you need to call customer service and you're like me, you're not somebody that likes to sit there on hold or likes to argue or elevate the call in order to get things done, Karen's for Hire is out there and they'll go full Karen on your behalf. All right, we'll talk about uh, some people who may want to go uh, full Karen after the horror of this uh, most recent storm that passed through the Midwest. And now we've got, uh, you know, weather conditions here in the Valley. That is next. It's Chris Merrill in for Mike Broomhead, KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. Good morning, Chris Marilyn for Broomhead, KTAR. A pleasure being here with you. 
you uh, probably saw all the, the different coverage uh, late last week and then over the, the holiday of the storm that moved across the Midwest and then into Buffalo, and Buffalo had it bad. We'll talk more about uh, the, the dozens of people who've lost their lives there. But you know, we've got uh, rain here in the valley, and if you're headed out of the valley, if you're headed up north at all, there's uh, plenty of snow for you to find as well. I was watching uh, April Warnicky. I love April Warnicky on um, – Channel 3 this morning, she was talking about the, the weather that's coming through uh, northern Arizona, but also, you know, what we've got for rain here. Breeze, higher elevations, getting some snow, and we are getting our first snowfall reports in. The big one. She sounds so happy about snowfall reports, doesn't she? Yeah. Again, this is, it's why we're here. This is our winter weather. Rain and 55. It, it, this, is, this is as bad as it gets. This is it. I know. Somebody's going, oh, and sometimes Scottsdale gets snow. I know, I know. And we all go, oh, my gosh. But nobody's making snowmen. There's nobody out there uh, making snowballs. That's not happening. So this is it, man. There's Nobody's out here shoveling. We don't have to worry about that, right? Unless you want to. Yeah. And my wife says, uh, she's, uh, we, we adopted a puppy a few years ago, and my wife said, you know, the puppy's never seen snow. And I thought, it's a dog, who cares? But she says, let's go up to Snowflake and let's show the dog some snow. So we did that. If you want snow, you don't have to travel very far and you can go see it. You can go to Heber or Overguard area and go to Snowflake and do whatever. Sholo, whatever. And go enjoy that. Uh, but if you don't, you don't have to. You can just wear a sweatshirt and you're good. Oh, it's fantastic. All right, continue. April Warnicky. Oh, sorry. Uh, restart. And here is Snowball, 13 inches so far. It's still coming down. They are requiring chains and four-wheel drive if you are heading up the mountain for today. And I think this afternoon may be nice for that. This morning, it is still a mess on the roadways. Um, it probably wouldn't be a snow day in Flagstaff, but we're on winter break. Six inches so far, six and a half to be exact for both Flagstaff and for Belmont. We'll keep uh, updating you with these as they come in because I do think we're going to continue to add to these snowfall amounts. So going forward through the day. We'll pick up a couple more inches in spots like Flagstaff uh, in those darker blue areas, six inches plus. All right. So you got darker blue areas on her map and are showing more snow and then less snow and then rain uh, here in the valley. So then it was uh, a winter storm. Winter storm. Not bad. We'll take it. As opposed to what they have in western New York. And I don't know if anybody saw the uh, uh, the footage. I was seeing it on the Twitter machine uh, last weekend as the 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 Buffalo Bills players were returning home and getting their cars, and their cars had like three feet of snow on the roof of the car. They had to get shovels so they could dig to get to their driver door so they could get inside the vehicle. Remember, when it comes to the, the professional sports players, many of them didn't grow up in areas where they had three feet of snow falling in one one storm. In fact, I would say almost nobody grows up where you have three feet of snow falling in one area. You might have some people that experience that, say Flagstaff or others that are in the, the Rocky Mountains of Colorado or Montana. But uh, listen, I grew up in northern Michigan. We didn't have three feet of snow uh, come down all at once. And I lived in what they called the snow belt. In fact, I was talking to Pops over the weekend. He's still back there. And I uh, I said, uh, you all ready for the storm? He goes, ah, oh, you know, Dem. And I go, what are you talking about? He says, ah, oh, the weather man. The what? He says, ah, oh, the weather man. You know, Dem. He's a man of few words. 
I said, uh, what do you mean? He says, it ain't going to be so bad. Why is that? Ah, because you know them. They always say it, but it never comes. So I said, well, what's it supposed to be there? He says, uh, supposed to get, they say, he always says it incredulously, they say 15 inches. I go, oh, okay. So I, I called him on Christmas, wish him, you know, Merry Christmas. And I said, did you get your 15 inches of snow? He goes, nah. <laughs> we didn't come close. I go, oh, you didn't? It, it blew by you or what? He says, nah, we got 13. <laughs> What's that, Daddy? He goes, we got 13. You didn't get 15 inches, you got 13? Yeah, I told you, you know them. All right, all right. So only 13 inches of snow did he get. But my point is the same. I grew up in an area where there's lots of snow, and we would have heavy snowfalls. And if a storm came through, we could get 8 or 10 inches, even a foot of snow in a night. Whereas in western New York, they got like 4 feet of snow. And by the way, before Thanksgiving, they got 6 feet of snow. However, this blizzard was worse than the snowfall that happened in November. The snow was much worse in November. More snow came down. But this was far uh, worse weather because they had all the different blowing and drifting. And it was, a, it was a blizzard as opposed to a snowstorm. With a blizzard, you're adding winds. And in western New York, they were seeing winds topping out at 79 miles an hour. The blizzard set records for its duration, 36 straight hours. To be a blizzard, I believe, I'm trying to remember exactly what the stats are. I think to be officially a blizzard and not just a winter storm, you have to have sustained winds over 30 miles an hour with snow falling at a rate of one inch or more per hour. I believe that's it. And maybe somebody knows better than I do, but I believe that's the criteria for a blizzard. So even when I was talking to Pops and I said, well, you know, did you have this blizzard? Nah, no blizzard. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wait, you didn't, you didn't get the snow. Oh, okay. But you got the winds. He goes, nah. <laughs> nah. He says, winds weren't so bad. They were only at about 28. Oh, all right. 28 mile an hour winds are pretty strong. Uh, don't be fooled. When you hear about tornadoes and hurricanes at 75 miles an hour, that's that's roof-ripping uh, weather. When you hear 28, that's pretty, that's pretty strong sustained winds. And in Buffalo, New York, they were seeing winds at 79 miles an hour. In other words, they were, had gusts that were hurricane-force winds while they were still seeing an inch of snow coming down. Remarkable. Uh, oh, th- Brandon found this for me. Uh, incredible work there. Uh, producer Brandon says, Blizzard stats from weather.gov. Sustained wind or frequent gust, 35 miles per hour or greater, and considerable falling and or blowing snow, reducing visibility to less than a quarter mile for three hours or more. Okay, so my, my definition was incorrect. So uh, quarter mile visibility for three hours or more and winds uh, that are in that 30 to 35 mile an hour range, gusts that might be higher than that. All right, so, um, you know, pretty close anyway. Thanks, Brandon. Well done. What what made me want to bring this to your attention is, first of all, how fortunate we have that we are complaining about the the the, the rain that we get, right? So perspective is everything. And also, as we talk about perspective, when we're discussing the storms that's, that are hitting, you know, western New York and what they were experiencing... I believe it was the Buffalo area that had 30 people, I think, died just in that Buffalo area. 
uh, yeah, more than 30 dead in western New York just from the storm. So when we talk about the the people who are sleeping on the floor at the airports and maybe losing their bags, kind of makes all that seem a bit trivial, doesn't it? Perspective is everything. I think expectations versus reality is what really frustrates so many people. We expect the flights to run on time. We expect our bags to get to where they're going. But when all of a sudden it becomes a matter of life and death, it's no longer about being upset with somebody behind the counter. It's about survival. I was reading about some of the people that, that passed away. And nobody woke up last week or last weekend thinking they were going to die in a snowbank. And yet there were a number of people that did just that. One, uh, one woman was 22 years old. She texted her family that she was scared. She was stuck in her car. She said, I'm going to try to get some sleep, and that's the last time the family heard from her. Uh, they had victims, a medical professional trying to get home for Christmas, a soon-to-be father stepping out for milk. One man was found dead in a snowbank, dying on his 56th birthday. And for many, they die of heart attacks while trying to shovel the snow. They said they've been found stranded in vehicles, found on sidewalks, near street corners, been found in snowbanks. Some have uh, even been found because some have been uh, without power since the storm began. We're not just talking about people who are living on the streets. We're talking about people who are just getting by every day. And this is not how they expected their final moments. So I guess thoughts and prayers is what I'm saying here. Our uh, our thoughts and prayers go out to them. All right. It is the season. And uh, as we get closer and closer to January 1, the frugal among you may already be preparing your taxes I'll tell you what you need to just relax on in just a sec. Chris Marilyn from Mike Broomhead, KTAR. Strong values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 92.3 FM and the KTAR News app. I'm trying to find it. I can't come up with it. Chris Marilyn from Mike Broomhead, KTAR. Trying to find I I used to have this drop, uh, and I can't seem to find it in my archives here it was uh there's a scene from the simpsons and it's been i don't know 15 20 years but for whatever reason this always stuck out in my head it was a sort of a new year's type episode and it started out with them doing a ball drop counting it down and of course that went awry but as soon as they hit the new year you know they all blow their 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 uh, noisemakers and their kazoos or whatever you know happy new year and the fireworks start going off and the scene cuts to ned flanders which was the simpsons very straight-laced neighbor and he's lying in bed and the fireworks explode outside his window and he sits up straight and he goes new year time to do the taxes (laughs) <laughs> for whatever reason, it just struck me as hilarious uh, because I know people like that. that They just can't wait to get those taxes done. So he bounces out of bed and he starts doing the taxes. There are a number of people who are very worried about a, a tax change that came this year. And I have a, a couple of things to say here because you don't need to be worried about it for two reasons. What I'm talking about is this implementation of uh tax filings that are required if you are doing business and accepting payment via Venmo or some other uh, digital payment transaction, uh, over $600, you have to file your uh, your 1099K if you have transactions over $600. What happened was people started freaking out and it started being reported, the government is coming after you. If you're if if you're going out to dinner 
and you're paying people for your part of the check, and it's over $600, you have to file taxes on that now. The government's trying to find out what you ate for dinner. I mean, it's, you know, the absurdity of how people take something small and then they use this slippery slope argument to claim something horrific is happening. You see? So it went from the government is tracking business transactions over $600 on virtual payment methods like PayPal, like Venmo, uh, cash apps, all these other things, right? Uh, And they've taken that to the government is tracking your spending. The government is trying to track uh, uh, when you're when you're sharing uh, the cost of tickets or dinner or or Uber or something like that. People freaked out about it. Couple of things to clarify on this. First and foremost, the IRS has delayed that rule change for this year. So you're not going to have to worry about that when you're filing your 2022 taxes during the 2023 filing season. That's the first part of that. Uh, You still have to do the old reporting, which was anything over $20,000. If you have $20,000 in business transactions over $200, excuse me, over 200 transactions totaling over $20,000, you still have to follow up and file that. The second thing to keep in mind is this. It's for business transactions. So I did a little bit of digging here because I thought, you know, I remember this story. People freaking out about how the government was going to track how many drinks you shared at the bar. And this is just not the case. Headline from Yahoo Finance. And sadly, it's more than a year old. But here we are at the new year. People freaking out about taxes and thinking this is going to go into effect. Uh, Headline is this. Don't believe the hype. Biden's $600 tax plan won't force you to report all Venmo transactions to the IRS. And that comes down to the fact that, as I said, it's all about business. Business. So the new threshold is $600 of aggregate payments with no minimum transactions. So if you have, if you're doing business, let's say you have a lawn care business and you have 10 customers and you're charging these customers 60 bucks for every time you mow their lawn. Then at the end of your 10th person, and they're all paying you via Venmo, you've got $600 in transactions. Well, that's your business. That's your billing. That's how they're paying you. So you have to report that. The previous minimum was $20,000 in aggregate payments, as I mentioned, but now it's $600. This is not a huge change because most every other business, if you are doling out money in excess of $600, that's this weird arbitrary threshold that I think started decades ago. Probably should be addressed and probably should come up a little bit. It seems outdated to me. Uh, But just the same, that's already the case. So for people freaking out about tax changes and how the government's tracking your Venmo app, it's not the case. It's it's not true. You can still go to dinner with friends, and you can still use Venmo to pay your friends back for the bill. The government is not going to track you down because you ate too many appetizers. All right, we'll talk about uh, Carrie Lake's woes in just a moment. Chris Merrill, in for Mike Broomhead, KTAR.